a long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 82 of the Comic Book Time Machine and Episode 63 of Marvel's Cosmic Comics, Star Wars Skywalker Strikes, collecting issues 1 through 6 of the new Star Wars comics. Hello and welcome back to the Comic Book Time Machine. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to go back in time with you not too far into the not-too-distant past as we talk about the new Star Wars comic book series. And the way I'm approaching this is I am definitely doing this as a trade-by-trade uh, trade reading. I'm reading it trade-by-trade. Trade. I did start buying the issues, and I liked the issues, but I realized I'm just going to buy these so I can put them on my shelf so my kids can read them very easily and I don't have to worry about losing one issue and then they have, you know, one through six, but they're missing number five. What happened with number five? Uh, this is just going to be a lot easier. And it also is going to save me money so I'm not double dipping, which I don't like doing. <laughs> so anyway, I'm doubling off the coverage once again. Uh, this will be going into this, the same exact episode will be going into both feeds instead of like those broken up episodes that I'm doing for the Marvel's Cosmic Comics. And that's because, again, I'm doing this trade by trade. And so I'm covering this Skywalker Strikes trade paperback that Marvel put out, collecting issues one through six of their new Star Wars series. I'm doing that all together right now. Now, the other thing I'm doing with this is I am not going to spoil uh, the series because it is so new and so fresh. Um, I do recognize that the Marvel <laughs> Star Wars comics for some of you will be uh, new and fresh, you know, from 1977 because you just haven't had a chance to read them. Uh, but I do spoil those because, well, you know, they are 40 years old. This, you know, this is barely barely 14 months old, you know. And so I'm I'm excited, though, to talk about it. It's kind of fun because, first of all, you're looking at kind of new canon and old canon. Uh, this this is brand new stuff. And, and there's that controversy about canon being erased and taken away. And so all those old books and all those, well, even some new books are just gone. They're not a part of the story anymore, the Star Wars story. It's all gone. All we have left are new books that have been published after a certain point. These comic books, the movies, including Episode 7 and Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. And I understand the controversy. I understand the, the hard feelings. But what we're looking at right now is new canon. What's fun for me is that I am reading through those old comics and these new comics kind of together, almost in real time. And that's really what caused me to say, you know what, even though, even though I'm not, you know, these are not part of that Marvel era of Star Wars, they're part of a new Marvel era of Star Wars. And th it goes together. I'm reading them both together almost in real time. It's a lot of fun for me right now. I'm getting some fun old stories and some fun new stories. And of course, they're 
they're fun in a lot of different ways. Uh, <laughs> you know, the 70s art vibe and the 70s style of storytelling and then the 70s just not knowing at all what Star Wars was or was going to become. And with these new stories, it, there's the benefit of hindsight. These stories that we're getting here in this series, Star Wars, happening right after the first Star Wars movie, they know exactly what they're building up to in what happens in The Empire Strikes Back. And so characters will show up in these new series and you're like, OK, I've seen that character. I know that character and we, I'm now meeting that character before they actually appear on the silver screen or on I guess the small screen now, since we're watching Empire Strikes Back, you know, on, on Blu-ray or whatever uh, with the special editions. But that's another story. And we talked about special edition stuff yesterday. Anyway, this series right here, Skywalker Strikes, that's another kind of fun thing is to see how much overlap there's going to be between what they were doing back then and what they're doing now. I know some of the new uh, comics that were coming out before Marvel had this, they, they went back to that old tried and true trope of trying to find a new rebel base. And this doesn't go there. And I, I like that this doesn't take us in that direction. I, I like I like that this series, well, I'm just going to jump into it right now. I like that this series is taking us into a place where it's just jumping in with a new story. It's a new adventure, but it's a, a, it's a mission, you know? And what's fun to me, the most fun part to me about this, this series, this, these six issues, especially the first three, is that it's a new mission with the old team. It's Luke, it's Leia, it's Han, it's Chewie, it's R2-D2, it's C-3PO. It's, it's my team. It's my team of action figures that I had when I was a little guy, you know, after I saw the first Star Wars. And it's it's the the, the pairs, you know. I, I had, you know, Han and Chewie, they were always working together, and they would go off together. And then C-3PO and R2-D2, they go off together. And then Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, they would go off together. And then, you know, Lando comes in and messes things up. But, you know, he had his partner. He had Lobot as well. But this, this the first three issues of this are a mission and they're going on a mission to try and hurt the empire and try and shut down some weapons production and that kind of thing. And the way they go about it, again, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but it uses the team and what they're good at. Han Solo is there doing Han Solo type of things, acting like Han Solo, acting like the guy I think of when I think of Han Solo. Uh, Han Solo in the old Marvel, he's acting like the Marvel Comics old school Han Solo, but he's, you know, they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know his backstory. They didn't know his forward story. They just knew what he had done in that one movie. And George Lucas, I don't think he knew exactly where he was going to go with these guys. Other than the directive that Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader couldn't meet because they were probably going to have their big meeting in a movie. Now, that happens here, too. Now, that's another trope that they get into. And that's a danger of these kinds of stories, these these, you know, going back and filling in the gaps kind of stories, because it can get a little bit frustrating for me anyway to see too many characters popping up, and, you know. So in uh, here we have Darth Vader, obviously. Darth Vader is doing something. He is. Uh, actually trying to track down uh, who this Luke Skywalker guy is that that shot and, and destroyed the Death Star. And, you know, so they can't meet each other because we already have the Empire Strikes Back set in stone. So as they're doing the story between the two movies and any kind of story where Darth Vader is going to be there, they can't exactly have a head-to-head, heart-to-heart, you know, we're going to fight now. 
And then you have other characters showing up who you get the impression from the movies, it's the first time they've ever met. And again, I don't want to get into spoilers, but that happens here where a character shows up that I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, Luke Skywalker is getting into a pretty intense fight with this guy. And yet from The Empire Strikes Back, my reading was, you know, they didn't really know who each other was. And and maybe I'm Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I mean, there's there's room for interpretation, I guess. But because you spend all this time thinking one way uh, that when they change that and then it, it turns into kind of a, a, a jarring, uh, a jarring situation for you. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, that's that's one danger in these kind of stories that and for me, when you add in too many people like that, too many characters from the future that you're putting into these, you know, shoehorning in some, well, that's the way I look at it for some of these things is they shoehorn them in just to get them in. Remember this? You like this? Well, you know, here they are meeting for the first time ever. And I I don't like that so much. I don't like shoehorning guest stars in just to get them in. But, you know, other times it works. And, And so in this case, I'm I'm ambivalent for this particular guest character that we're talking about, but then it makes sense. Uh, Darth Vader is working with this character. It makes sense that that he would know him again. I get the impression that they met for the first time in the Empire Strikes Back, but then maybe they knew each other because of other things, you know, and and working together in earlier situations. You know, it, it's not like it doesn't make sense in the context of what canon we do have. It's just that I don't always, I don't like that kind of thing because it feels coincidental. I like a big, broad universe and Star Wars. Once we started getting to the prequels and we started getting, you know, cameos from Chewbacca, um, it just makes the universe smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, uh, C-3PO, R2-D2, I wanted to see them in the prequels. I did not want to find out that Darth Vader built C-3PO. That, again, just makes the universe smaller and smaller and smaller. And there's a little bit of that here. Now, there's another trade that we're going to be reading uh, that we... There's another trade I'll be talking about, will be talking about, I guess, uh, later that has a little bit more of these callbacks and and references that just... It's almost a little too much. And here it's not bad, though. And this is... You know, as I look at this and I'm trying to decide how do I talk about this you know I want to talk about the story you know the story is cool there's some cool stuff in here but I also want to talk about the art and I also want to talk about just what it makes me feel when I'm reading it and I've talked about that a little bit but uh this story here um <laughs> there's there's some cool stuff going on you have and, and this is I'm getting a little bit into spoiler territory I guess but you have Darth Vader versus an adapt you know like <laughs> That's really cool. And the way Darth Vader handles himself and the people inside who, you know, they're they're trying to figure out what are we doing? What is he doing? How is he doing this? It's a cool, cool moment. And I don't know if it's a brand new moment, but it is a very, very cool moment. Now, the other things that are happening here that I do have to wonder, you know, how much of this has been done before? I am not an expert on the expanded universe of the Star Wars franchise. I'm not an expert on any of the novels. I've read a few and I really didn't like them that much. I tried reading more, still didn't like them. I did enjoy reading um, 
uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. That was a lot of fun, partially because it was one of those, you know, we don't know where Star Wars is going, and so we're going to go ahead and tell a story anyway. But I I liked that, and I've been liking some of the Han Solo stuff I've been reading, the, the Han Solo adventures. There is a whole lot of stuff, though, that I have not read, and I'm not interested in reading. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's wonderful. I know people have talked about, you know, how just what a what a disgrace it is that they've taken that and and torn it away and the old canon is now gone and you know it's now this new canon. I don't mind that though, especially if the old canon is still good. I'm just not interested in that right now and and I'm interested in the really old stuff, <laughs> the stuff that was done when they were just trying to figure out, you know, how can we get more out there. And so reading this, then I wonder how much of this is brand new and how much of this has been done before. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. I know a lot of people accused episode seven of stealing a whole bunch of stuff from the extended universe. Now, a lot of things I was hearing was just kind of stupid, a little bit ridiculous. They were saying things like, oh, well, when I can't really, I don't, I don't want to I don't know. The, the, the moratorium on, on spoilers for episode seven isn't necessarily over yet. So, um, but they would say, you know, when this event happened, it was just like this event happened, only, uh, you know, it, it's just a different character that it happened to. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, from what I know about this event and that event, it happened for two very, very different reasons. It happened to two very, very different characters in two very, very different situations involving two very, very different groups of people. And, it's just, you know, you can't, this is where you have to be careful because, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. And so things, storytelling is going to have some, uh, you know, it's going to reflect itself. Now, you know, this does not include all of the, the referencing to the original trilogy of, of Star Wars and, and the mirroring, I guess, of the, the storyline between, uh, you know, the first Star Wars movie and episode seven. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about these kind of obscure references that they're talking about. I saw someone on Facebook complaining that um, Kylo Ren's real name that was called out to him. It's not correct because in the extended universe, his name should be this. Well, no, because they wiped away the extended universe. It's not wrong. It's just different. And so here we have something where, you know, we have this completely different story. And I'm just wondering, um, not because I think they're ripping anything off, but it, this feels pretty original to me. Uh, there's, okay, so getting into some of the other stuff again without spoiling too much. Uh, because if you like Star Wars and you're listening to a podcast about Star Wars, some of you who are listening, you, you've read this, okay? But if you haven't read this, I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, going back to the feelings that I had as I was reading this. Now, the first three issues really took me back and was a lot of fun. The second three issues, not as much, but there's still some good stuff there. And that's that's my last thing I wanted to talk about is just what does this bring to the table that's new? And what it brings to the table that's new is new history, and it brings some new mysteries. There is this subplot of something that's been left behind for Luke, and there's this subplot of Han Solo's past as a rogue and as a scoundrel. And there's, you know, also this, this thing where you have Darth Vader seeking out the answer to a mystery. Now, 
Darth Vader's answer to his mystery, it's pretty obvious. And I've I've said this before, and I'll I'll say it again, you know. If you're gonna hide someone from their father, maybe you don't just take him right back to the place where his father grew up and let him keep the last name. Uh now, some people have argued, well, that'd be the last place that Darth Vader would think to look, or maybe Anakin, you know, Darth Vader wanted to stay away from the places where Anakin had lived and grown up and had people that he lived, or, you know, bad memories about his mother dying in that place or something like that. But I'm just saying, I don't think that's the best plan for hiding someone. All that aside, though, uh, this, what's kind of interesting, kind of cool, is the emotional stakes that they're bringing into this. I've never seen that done before. I've never seen a story about Darth Vader uh, dealing with the emotion of his son, except for in at the end of Return of the Jedi. In Empire Strikes Back, you feel like Darth Vader is in control and he has no emotion. He is just cold and ruthless. And you're supposed to get that impression. Uh, he wears a mask that makes him cold and ruthless looking. And then in Return of the Jedi, that's where he sheds that mask and also sheds that cold and emotionless facade. He shows emotion when he helps Luke Skywalker. Here, there's emotion being shown as he's starting to realize who Luke is. And it's interesting. And it's fun. And I want to know more. Now, there's a Darth Vader volume, of a Darth Vader graphic novel that I'll be talking about in the next modern Marvel uh, graphic novel I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I'm going to give this its own series or you know title or anything like that. But uh, just that we're talking about new Star Wars, and like I said, this isn't the the uh, Star Wars era of Marvel comics that from '77 to '86. It's a new Star Wars era, and it's exciting because they there gets to be this whole new series of stories that just get to uh, go out and and fill in gaps and and give new stories and the only thing you know that, that i feel bad about for the people who like the old canon and, and i'm saying this without really any knowledge so i may be wrong they may have done this but the only thing that i feel bad is is that they didn't give the old canon a proper send-off uh and similar to star trek you know in star trek it just kind of ended uh with with star trek uh it's an insurrection. See, I don't even remember why it's not that memorable. The send off that Star Trek Next Generation and you know Voyager, for that matter, got uh, you know in that movie where you have just Admiral Janeway. It, it wasn't a great send off, and all of a sudden we're in this universe, a second universe, a new universe that's based on the old universe, but it's based on the original series, really. The send off that Star Trek gets in the new Star Trek stuff is a send off to. Kirk and Spock and McCoy. It's not a send off to our next generation crew and team. And I wish that they would have gotten that. And I don't know if the Star Trek canon got anything like that, because as far as I know, it was just chugging along, just going along and they're still publishing things until they weren't. And now they're doing this new stuff, but I like the new stuff and I'm liking some of the old stuff and there's room for both. Uh, I really believe that. So I, I do. I recommend this. I think that this is a great graphic novel. The only thing I would say that's probably a problem with it is it ends on it, – it's not a complete story. So I'll just put it that way. 
uh, you have th- this is intended to be a continuing series of comic books over years. And so this this is not a graphic novel that you pick up and say, okay, I've read it, I'm done, great. There are a couple that are like that. Uh, Princess Leia is like that. Uh, I believe Lando is like that, although I haven't finished that. But I, I, it feels like it's that kind of a you know self-contained storyline. This is not self-contained. This is meant to continue, and as a result, I'm not I'm not following it month by month, and I am having to wait long periods of time. I mean, what I'm holding in my hand right now represents six months of storytelling. And so I'm not going to be able to get to the next one for another six months. Uh, now, it's a shorter period of time as far as the recording schedule that I'm on, but as far as when I got this and was reading it and for the first time and, and all that, well, it's, it's a long period of time. But I'm willing to wait because it's fun and it's Star Wars. And I am curious about the Han Solo history and I know that was kind of scandalous and it got spoiled for some people. And uh, I have at least one friend who was made very angry by the idea of, of what that's, that history might be. And, and then I'm curious about some of the mystery that we get uh, from, from uh, for, for Luke Skywalker. And I say that literally. There is literally a caption that says, for Luke Skywalker, on a box. But all things considered... Um, check it out. I enjoyed it. I hope you do too. Uh, if you do enjoy it, let me know right in, you go, go to comicbooktimemachine.com or write us at feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com or, you know, you could even call in. No, I guess you can't call in. Well, you could call in using the welcome to level seven call in, which is, uh, let's see here. It's a one seven, seven, five. Five five three eight three five seven, otherwise known as one seven seven five five, the word level and the number seven. But uh, yeah, you could call in. You could use that number. I mean, I get all those messages anyway. And so if you just say it's for Comic Book Time Machine, I totally play it for for a Marvel Cosmic Comics episode or a, a Comic Book Time Machine, whichever way. But uh, I want to thank you again for listening, and I again. Skywalker Strikes, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And yeah, uh, they use that title. They use that uh, The Empire Strikes and Skywalker Strikes on old Marvel comics too, which I always thought was kind of funny when, you know, what the name of, of the second movie turned out to be. So until next time, um, well, actually, what's happening next time on comicbooktimemachine.com. With the regular feed, I'm not sure what's happening next time. Uh, I do know, though, for the Marvel Cosmic Comics, we're getting back into our regular uh, lineup, I guess. We're starting another month of, of Marvel licensed sci-fi. So we'll be starting with, with Star Wars, ending with John Carter and some, you know, the bullpen bulletin kind of thing. And then after that, after we finish that next month, we'll do another... Uh, graphic novel and we'll talk about Darth Vader. So until next time, wherever you are, wherever you go, wherever you're going, wherever you've been, wherever you want to be, or wherever you want to go, or just wherever, (laughs) all I have to say is uh, Godspeed.
Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time.